Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to Not Another Mommy Podcast. I'm Alison Perry and you're listening to episode eight. Welcome back to the podcast, which is basically just me having different conversations with parents about the topics that matter to us. This episode, I am super chuffed to have Anna from Mother Pucka as my guest. Uh, so if you haven't heard of Anna, she is a blogger, a vlogger. Uh, she runs the Flex Appeal, where she campaigns for better flexible working for parents. And along with her husband, Matt, aka Papa Pucka, uh, she uh, does the Mother Pucker podcast and the pair of them have just written a book. It came out last week and it's called Parenting the Shit Out of Life. I went to Anna's gorgeous home in East London and we sat in her kitchen drinking tea. Um, her baby Eve, who I think is about three months old, was snoozing next to us. And very quickly, Anna's uh, four-year-old daughter, May, decided that she wanted to join us. I feel like uh, the term uh, pod bombing should be a thing because May definitely pod bombed us on a number of occasions. So I really hope you enjoy this. We covered a wealth of topics from, you know, Anna's career, uh, her flex appeal campaign, uh, things like covering miscarriage and loss and the struggles that, that, we face conceiving on the internet uh, loads of different things so hopefully you guys will enjoy listening to this so welcome Anna to the podcast hi I am very excited to chat to you um <laughs> sorry that's me <laughs> interrupted by the child do you want to say morning morning uh, do you want to be on the podcast Okay. <laughs> you help mummy answer the questions, yeah? Yeah. You're yeah. Gonna, you let mummy speak and then you speak. Yeah. Okay, okay, great. So first question's for you, Anna, not for you, May, okay? This is for this is for mummy. Um so Anna, you have in the last kind of few years, I think it's fair to say, you've created this kind of media brand. You know, you've got the blog, you've got your podcast now, you've got a campaign you've got um, your book. It's almost like, I feel like you've got all these uh, these big media companies who are trying to do what you have done on your own. What's that like? Um, I mean, the subtext is I've sold my family on the, on the internet. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the key. Her family will sell. Um, no, in all seriousness, um, I think, well, when you talk about brands, you call, <laughs> am I 
you. <laughs> when you talk about brands, you can't um, get too personal. It's really hard to be personal with a brand. Mm. And I wanted to set out uh, to create something that was personal, but with the polish of a brand. I just It's more of an experiment at the beginning. Um, just would the two sit together? Can you do that? Because the social media um, work that I did with companies before, like Tommy Hilfiger and Super Trash, almost my dad calls trash bag. He's like, <laughs> how would you work going with that trash bag? <laughs> um, it was impossible to create a connection with your audience because you're a massive brand. Mm. And so I wanted to unite those two things. And um, I thought, well, why not do it with the experience closest to hand? Um, it was a little blur at the beginning. Mother, uh, we won't say mother. It was definitely mother pucker, wasn't it? How do we say mother pucker? Mother pucker. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, not so great when said in the doctor's surgery. Yeah, And they it. don't really understand what she's saying. Misheard. <laughs> yeah. And mama, it. It does, doesn't it? Um, But I really wanted to create something that I could do quite literally. I've got my child on my lap and one sleeping over there that I could do with my family and around Mm. my family. Um, Mm. But with the polish of a magazine sort of brand, that's what the idea was. Who who knows if we've got there? Well, you clearly have because you've got you've now got over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram, haven't you? We have, um, and you, as well as the podcast, you've got your book, which is now you know it, it came out last week, didn't it? Yeah, so I think it's fair to say you've you've you were a bit successful. Well, I think my favourite thing on it is my dad. He said, "But um, so you know these posts on Instagram, um, you know if they get sort of." 3,000 likes um, and you have 100,000 followers that's a lot of people who don't like you (laughs) (laughs) that is so harsh I like that's actually brilliant it's true though isn't it you have to keep that in mind you know and I think um, it's it's easy to get swept away with what you've done but actually all I want is and I'm sitting here right now with May attached to me like a little barnacle on a rock (laughs) all I want is this right now and to be able to work around it and the rest of it you know if it works out great but if it stops working out for us then we'll stop it but the thing is it's control it's not about money it's just control like you and I deciding to sit here Um, yeah, it's about control and doing what I want to do when uh, yeah. around my children. And obviously the whole flex appeal has been such a massive part of what you've done up until now. Do you think that, do you think that because you have this amazing campaign that has got a real, almost like what you're doing has got a heart to it, do you think that has almost been a bit of a, a secret to your success? Well, I think it's um, about um, listening to people and being listened to I don't see anything that we do as broadcast you know a lot of it is obviously me (laughs) piping up about my life Um, but ultimately it's about a conversation and that conversation has to happen you know between myself and the woman who's been pushed out of her job and can't afford to pay the mortgage because she's had a child or the woman who's earning five pounds a week after childcare costs you know that the dialogue around what I do is with those women and men um that's where Matt comes in and um so that's I think when it was I stopped just looking into what am I doing it's what can we do together with this 
medium that's connecting so many people. That's the positive bit of social media for mm. however much people want to lambast it and, you know, say it's a terrible thing, our minds are rotting. Um, it's connected us and you can actually press a button and say, I have a point, this is what I think. And other people can actually prove it by mm. agreeing. And I think that's where it came into its own when it stopped being about me and it started being about us. Yeah. I, f- I feel like that's something that's really carried through very strongly. I mean, I remember chatting to you about a year ago when I interviewed you for a magazine. And I remember you saying to me then, this isn't a vanity project. This isn't about me, you know, saying, hi, I'm Anna, this is my life. You, it feels like there's a real message there that you're trying to get across. Well, it's selfishly, it's for these guys. <laughs> yeah. You want Cheerios? Okay, I'll get you Cheerios. You come and sit here and have Cheerios. Sorry, I'll be back. Um, It's for these guys. It's for May. Flex appeal. We sing and... What what do we sing, May? Let's talk about flex, baby. She's like, I'm dying. (laughs) I'm going to be that mum. I'm literally going to be the one that's like, I'm so embarrassed. Um, But yeah, it's really selfishly for them. You know, it's obviously great to connect with all these women, but it's for my daughters. You know, Mm. there's that primitive instinct that I don't want to be encouraging them to do well in their GCSEs, A-levels, whatever else they go on to do, knowing that that um, door is potentially going to be shut on in their face the minute they have a child. Do you genuinely think that by the time, you know, your girls are mothers themselves, do you think that that flexible working will be a thing and do you think that they will be able to have careers and have a quality and carve out motherhood in a way that works I don't know I I I I hope um I hope it's not even a word and I hope it's not even something I hope it's part of the working landscape I hope that there's just no discussion around it that it happens like I think I mentioned the other day, Ian McKellen's um, great-great-grandfather pioneered the weekend. Oh, really? Yeah. He was the guy that said, guys, we, we shouldn't be working six days. We, we, need, to, we need a two-day weekend. It's too much for everybody. Yeah. And he fought hammer and tong for, like, 20 years. And it happened. But we don't talk about, like, how lucky we are to have the weekend. But it's, it ha- it's, it's just, just a thing, isn't it? It's a thing, yeah. you know. And you think of the CEOs who are against, let's say, flexible working... They're enjoying that weekend. Yeah. They are having weekends. So I think, you know, it's in that vein, really. I mean, in many ways, I'm just going to channel Ian McKellen's great-great-grandfather yeah. and just hope that by continually keeping the conversation there for now, breaking down barriers, empowering women to fight for their position at times when they're very, feeling very vulnerable and it's easy to be pushed out, mm. um, that's really the crux of it. <laughs> May's coming back in again. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Sorry, May, May. What do you need? A bowl. Oh, there you go. Pour them in. Oh, there yeah. you go. Now, let's put this over here. You sit on my lap. There we go. Okay. Um, but I also think as well, just thinking about, you know, what you do and what you put out there, so much of it as well is about you being supportive and about you showing that, you know, motherhood isn't all you know, the glamour, you know, people, I think people who are on Instagram get a lot of stick for showing this perfect life and not showing the reality of motherhood. But I think there are people like you and loads of other mums out there who are showing it, you know, on your Instagram, you're showing that, you know, you're like breastfeeding on the tube or, you know, eating a McDonald's hungover after, you know, one too many drinks. Do do you know what I mean? Just, it is getting through the day. Yeah. And I think that, women respond to that mums respond to that honesty I think 
I think that there's... Um, what I, I don't like at the moment is um, this massive pushback against this perfection that seems to be kind of going on at the moment. People are like, oh, I'm so done with the insta-perfect world. Mm. And it's like, well... You know, there's a lot going on behind those squares that some people don't feel able to share or can share. Um, and actually those little squares of, of pixel perfection mm. help them to get through the day. So some people are doing it for themselves, for their own minds, and I don't think it's fair to um, say that that is wrong. Um, but uh, for me, I, I am and always have been a bit of a shambles behind the scenes. <laughs> And it's made me feel better knowing I'm not alone in, you know, like I did a video the other day where I was just um, talking to the camera and then I sort of swung it round to me and she's licking a knife. <laughs> like, that's just basic 80s non-parenting, you know, like that's the stuff, you, you know, I mean, that's like lesson one, don't let them lick knives. And I'm like, oh. and I thought I'll put that up. There's going to be people yeah, who are, yeah. Do you remember yeah. when you were licking a knife? Do you remember? And I had to take the knife off you. You don't even remember? You were like licking and you were eating the jam. Mm. And I, that was, I shouldn't have let that happen. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mummy's bad, fault. Bad mama. <laughs> bad you. Bad you. Um, but yeah, I think it's... Uh, it, it, I think I keep going in sharing the good, bad and the ugly because um, I'm connecting with women who... Um, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. I'm connecting with women who um, are feeling all those things too, mm. and that keeps you going. Even if one person thinks you're a massive bellend, if there's like two that say that post of you looking like a sack of spuds in H&M made me feel less shit about my body, mm. then that's fine. As long as the ratio's there, if you're getting a lot of people going, put it away, yeah. love. <laughs> yeah. You do, you put it away maybe, but um, it's help. Yeah, it's helping me and helping more people, I think, at the moment than it is offending them. Yeah, that's good, that's good. I mean, do you, but May, I'm just going to have a little word because Mama's talking. <laughs> now, come on. Now, do you want to look at pictures? Let's see. <laughs> this is like, we're in the parental trenches here. Because she got blue one. Okay, there you go. Look. You can look through all of these and you know what to do. Go like that. There you go. Um, how do you feel when you're looking through Instagram? And, you know, obviously you're somebody who puts, you know, you, you put stuff out there on Instagram. But do you ever find yourself going into that hole of, oh my goodness, everyone else is out there? I mean, I do it, you know, at the weekend. If we're having like a real quiet weekend or like this weekend, my six-year-old was, was um, ill so we were like, we were at home just looking after her all weekend. Yeah. And on social media, everyone was out having fun. Everyone was out having a great time. I to watch that one. Okay, let's put you through here and you can watch a story about this. That's okay. She's being a bit tricky. Bless her. It's really hard because like, you know, kids, they... They, they need stuff, yeah, yeah. They need stuff. But you, you know, I think that's the thing. You work incredibly productively in a five-minute period and get stuff done and then there'll be one of them pipes up and mm. needs something um but I think that's the whole thing about how I'm working at the moment is just that it's pick up one thing it's firefighting in a way mm. but in those five minutes I'm more creative and productive than I probably ever would have been in four hours sitting at my desk you know on some squeaky old 
office chair <laughs> under you, strip lighting. Do you look back and think, what did I do with my time? What did I do? On the weekends. Like, what did we do <coughs> on the weekends? It was crazy. I, I, I know what I used to do on the weekends. I can detail it specifically. It was to do with Greg's sausage rolls. It was um, lying in bed till about two o'clock. And you know when you're like, oh, I, don't, I can be asked to go to the 24-7 shop to get some Ben and Jerry's. Oh, yes. I'll do it. Okay, and you're like... Oh my god! <laughs> I remember watching a lot of the Hollyoaks omnibus and T four. Yeah, in bed yeah, yeah. On the sofa, feeling a bit hungover. So yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, very very different now. Um, so the book came yes. out last week. Parenting the shit out of life. Yes. <laughs> um. Obviously. Were you just not feeling like you were busy enough with doing like the blog, the podcast, the you know, the, just all, throw it in. everything else? What, what what made you guys decide you wanted to? Because you and Matt have written this book together, haven't yes. you? Yes. Um, well, I think it was really, it was really to um, cement that we're writers first and foremost. Because I think um, that's be my job. You know, you're the same. You know, and that's what I love. And I want didn't want to get away from that. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's whole experience has been brilliant social media is brilliant in so many ways but the captions and the blog posts it wasn't enough I I just wanted to write more but I also wanted to write it with Matt because I felt that was the voice that maybe wasn't out there was the parent voice Mm -hmm. I was reading a lot of mummy things I was reading a lot of dad things but actually that united front where you know I I did a post the other day uh, that resonated with a few people just because I think, you know, it's not about um, being in love. It's not about Love Island. It's simply about not getting angry with somebody when they've bundled up their socks in the washing machine. And you're like, okay, that's annoying, but I'm not going to flip out this second. And that's when you're like, oh, I really do, I, I care. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, my kids discarded their skanky ketchup, you know, drenched uh, fish finger onto the floor um, I'll split that with Matt before dinner you know <laughs> it's those moments and I thought that that um, was something we always wanted to do together and I think seeing as we were having a second baby we thought it was the right time to write about that really the... uh, how did you manage that though how did you manage through your pregnancy and with a newborn getting a book out there I just feel like I'm in awe of you well we split it right? <laughs> that's I guess people there's two of you doing it that's the thing people forget it's like it's half the work you know mm. and I think that's actually what gets that's the biggest point that's what gets forgotten is um yeah you know Matt is wiping as much ass as I am we're just mm. getting through the day and I know I don't know many dads and maybe I'm lucky with the people I know that literally like darling you look after it from now you know they spunk and leave I don't I don't know anyone like that and I think that voice that united voice wasn't there so um I also was feeling uh, when I was pregnant with Eve because we'd had a lot of trouble having her mm. and I had I didn't realize it quite how much at the time but um was just so sickeningly anxious throughout the whole period and I, I sort of touched upon it along the way but um I needed something to take my mind off what was going on. And that was it. It was that I just poured uh, all my anxiety and worry about that pregnancy into uh, the book. And it took me off Instagram and it took me into my own world where I could write about the heart-rendering pain Mm. of um, losing or not being able to have a child and fearing that loss every single day and, you know, checking your 
knickers every time you go to the toilet. Those things were just inbuilt in my day. And the book, uh, in a way, got me through it, mm. I think, writing it. Did you, you must have found it hard being, you know, a mum blogger, a mum vlogger, whilst going through all of that. Because obviously you were kind of like immersed in this world where people are announcing their pregnancy and being pregnant and having babies and that must well it is quite hard you know it it must it must be hard for you yeah I think um I think it's it it gets easier because um I think you suddenly there's this big fog lifting on how people got to that stage I think so many people um maybe four or five years ago would just simply go birth announcement Baby's arrived. Sorry, I'm getting emotional. Sorry. <laughs> no, of course. It's. I think this is the thing. It's. Um. It's so raw, and I think now what we're seeing is people saying, birth announcement, perhaps birth loss, um, birth announcement. If they have that child, they're clear on what happened, the losses, the trauma, the stress, the anxiety that got them there, and so at the end of that, uh, I felt sick posting about her mm. birth because I knew the dark depths that I fell to um, through social media when we were struggling and I think what I got back from that was that she's just this glimmer of hope mm. that uh, you know for the five miscarriages and the two years of it just simply not happening I think that's the bit that doesn't get spoken about is yeah. the it just not happening one of my best friends said you know what you can talk about this miscarriage she said try try just not even getting to first base she's like that's that's an emptiness that um I don't think anyone has spoken about Mm -hmm. and I think you're now getting these voices these strong voices of people saying this is what my experience is um and here's how I got from here to here and I think that transparency is helping people's minds um it certainly helped mine and um you then get a message from somebody who told you they had 12 miscarriages and you get the picture of their child through a year and a half later and you're standing you know outside the post office and you weep for Mm. a stranger Mm. um and you must have had loads of messages from people who've been through similar things and haven't necessarily had the happy ending but still find their way yeah I i think it's the the biggest thing for Matt and I is family it's family in whatever form it comes in like my sister has decided not to have children with her girlfriend they just want the dog there's a friend of mine who hasn't been able to get pregnant and actually has made peace with um the fact that her family is her partner um there is my friend who got divorced five years ago and they never had kids and she mourned the divorce and the lost in her mind, lost ability to have a family, mm. but now is pretty much living at the V&A with um, the most fabulous red lipstick. And <laughs> she uh, is living her life and her family is herself. Mm. You know, I think that's the bit that gets lost. You know, even in sitcoms like Modern Family that are potentially about modern families, they're not. Yeah. A modern family is actually, it comes from you and it comes from perhaps having a... Um, mm having a role in a child's life that isn't necessarily your own I think we can look beyond our own biological families and uh, whether it's a godchild or a friend's child who you think hey I can really help 
support that girl going through this crazy world of social media Mm. and body confidence and all these other words that give me the fear of God and I'm sure do you too with Gracie make Mm. me feel sick what Mm. me and Eve are going to go through but we can all have an influence on um, those girls and boys lives and I think um, yeah in a short answer it's just about actually finding your confidence with your family in whatever shape it comes in yeah That's so true. That's so true. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, you also, you've spoken about how this time you know, around you haven't taken your maternity leave. You haven't been able to. And it, you know, it feels like you are very much being a voice for somebody who... You know who is juggling and making it work on your terms, you know, with, with your family. So that that must be a massive support for other people who are perhaps self-employed or struggling in the same way. Yeah, I think um, it's a tricky one because uh, you don't want to be. Oh look, um, baby's just fallen out, and I'm back on back, back on the nine to five. You know, because mm. that's not good. It's mm. not healthy. Uh, and I would say I haven't felt well over the last three months. You know, I've had um, real lows and you know real highs, as is childbirth. <laughs> you know, it's um, it's not hormonal. It's um, well, sorry, it is hormonal. It's sort of a biological fact, um, and that's something that I. I feel really strong about saying is um, I this time around I just haven't apologised for those extreme highs and lows um, I haven't said sorry I'm crying again you know in public and don't know why mm. I've just said um, I am feeling blue today uh, could you help me with this could you not talk to me could you go and get me a battered Mars bar <laughs> is, there a, is there a confidence that comes with having a second child do you think I think it's not a confidence. I think it's just, um, it's a realisation. I'm just older and I think it's a realisation that we need to stop apologising for feelings. Mm. (laughs) We need to stop apologising for hormones. It's biology, you know, a lot of it's biology and circumstance. And I think, you know, that's where most problems arise is that we're just constantly apologising for feeling these ways when... You know, I was um, really blue the first sort of two weeks of having Eve, like the lowest I've been in a long time. I don't know whether it was PND, I don't know what it was, but um, I wasn't sorry about it. Mm. And that helped pull me out of it. Um, and watching um, ridiculous uh, YouTube videos of uh, a little monkey that runs around on a little warthog pick. 
Like, humor helps. I think yeah. that's the thing: is that laughing and actually uh, not apologizing. I is... get the impression that you and Matt very much there's a lot of humor within your relationship, from what I can see on social media, anyway. You know? So that must help a lot. The other one's piping up now. <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't, we can't take it too seriously because, um, like, there will be those moments where. Um, you know, your arm deep in a nappy, um, he's got uh, a wet wipe sort of stuck to his shoe and, you know, the um, <laughs> the oven's burning something. All these things seem to come together in one moment where they're both kicking off. Somebody needs to talk to you. Uh, you know, mama, 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 why have you got a spiky hoo-ha? Just all the stuff comes together in these moments and they erupt and you either break at that point or you can laugh and um I think the biggest moment I wrote about in the book was when um I was having a really awful day with May when she was really young and I just found her um fingering the dog's arsehole <laughs> and I just thought I don't know what to disinfect first do I disinfect her finger do I dis- and why is the dog not moved is he enjoying it <laughs> I was so it was one of, that was the moment where I thought, don't, don't go down on this laugh. And I laughed and it changed everything. I think it's so important, isn't it? It's just, it's the, it's the key to not going mad. Yeah, least, it really is. Your um, so with the book, obviously you've got your point of view running through it and you've got Matt's point of view. Um, I haven't read all of the book yet. I haven't had time. It's okay. <laughs> I've been busy, Anna. Um, has there ever been a, a moment, either in the book or not documented in the book, where you guys have disagreed wildly over something? Yeah, we disagree wildly, uh, <laughs> wildly and quite intensely um, all the time. Like, um, I think a lot of it is to do with um, social media. You know, it's a real pressure point um, in our relationship, definitely. How much do you share? What do you share? Uh, I wrote a thing about um, having thrush <laughs> and Matt was like oh my god really do we need to be telling people that you've got thrush I was like yeah but you don't understand like in pregnancy that it gets worse and again if I'm having a mild argument with my husband over you know <laughs> saying the words bacterial vaginosis and three people have said god thank you for letting me know that um, coconut oil works or whatever then it's worth that slight argument. If, um, you know, I'm going out there being abrasive to a certain group of people or being offensive, or then, yeah, that needs to stop. But I think you need to pick... Uh, Matt and I have learned to find our groove. He understands when I push things a little bit mm. because um, he knows I know the audience and that there will be somebody out there who is going through that at that very moment. And then it's okay. But if you're just going out there and... Um, causing offence and being silly and, you know, just whacking your tits out for the sake of it. <laughs> I'm just whacking them out to feed a kid. Yeah. So it's fine. And um, we've managed to find our groove. But we have had, yeah, wild arguments, um, you know, where I've ended up... Um, where we were. <laughs> we, even after our book launch, we can't even remember what it was um, that we were arguing about. You know, there's ones where you just just arguing. Yeah. But just, just for the sake of it. For the sake of it, yeah. yeah. Just because we hadn't drunk together in about five years. Yeah. <laughs> just Larry on a street corner going, Rah! We've um, all been there. Yeah, it's not pretty, but no. it's real. <laughs> um, and you mentioned breastfeeding. I feel like either intentionally or unintentionally, you've kind of become this kind of 
ambassador for <coughs> just whacking it out and feeding your kids because six years ago seven years ago when I had a baby I only breastfed in public if I had one of those kind of cover things on me which yeah. now I think oh my goodness I really wish I hadn't done that I really wish I hadn't hidden away and scurried away to like a feeding room in a shopping centre to breastfeed for 45 minutes and I see you like pictures of you doing you know just feeding her you know, wherever you are, or, or Instagram stories, whatever. I'm just like, oh, I love it. <laughs> Get it out. I love it. I love seeing your boobs. <laughs> they are magnificent. Well, they're not now. They're getting a bit droopier. Um, if in doubt, get them out. Um, I never, no, it was never an intentional thing. Like, let's let's just um, pioneer this new way of feeding a child. <laughs> but um, I, I didn't think about it. I think I was in such a fug the first few weeks of having Eve that um, I didn't even notice it was there because, you know, you're at home for two, three weeks uh, with not going out in public mm. and you're co- they're constantly on your, your boob. Mm. And so I s- sort of started doing stories without even f- realising because most of it was breastfeeding. And so it sort of went, started there. And I think um, my... It, was, it wasn't even... There was no intention to just get them out. But it, what it really came down to when I was uh, explaining it to um, my mum who was like... You know, we do understand why you're getting it out, but um, you know, does one need to show the areoli? <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, one does, because uh, that's the feeding bit. Um, and it was, it came down to uh, the fact that I didn't want her smothered. It was for her, mm. like my, there was something very deep and primitive within me that um, I don't care who sees what. She needs to be fed, but also I don't want to smother her. I don't think anyone should have to eat their dinner with a towel over their head. And I did a story on that. I was like, that's my core reason, not for any sort of um, pioneering, like, let's just all like get our boobs out. It was just, I don't want her to eat her dinner under a sheet. I think that's fair enough. And that's it. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess, I guess anyone who you happen to be helping off the back of that is just a bonus. Exactly. It's like, this is how I'm doing it. And, you know, I think I told you that somebody was um, having a go at me the other day about, just put your skanky manky titty away. No one wants to see it, love. I was like, well, you know who does? Eve. And she's the centre of my world, so. Where were you when that happened? <laughs> it, was on, it was on Instagram. Somebody just... Um, oh, someone commented Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, I see, com- I see. Commented. And it just... Uh, I don't know, it, it was one of those moments that, you know, could be quite, feel quite offensive and like, oh, <laughs> my skanky manky titty. Um, but again, it just made me laugh. I was like, that is one of the most hilarious lines because it is not skanky. It's not manky. I clean it. It is <laughs> hygienic. I will not have this. And I think that was a real turning point where literally anyone could say anything. Mm-hmm. No, I'm just feeding this kid and I don't want her to eat her dinner under a towel full stop it must be quite hard though I mean I know you're, you're, you can kind of laugh that off but it, it must be quite hard to have comments and you know criticism coming your way do you how do you bat it off how do you kind of shrug it off and go about your day um well I don't really shrug it off I tend to go head first into it you know I think if it's something ridiculous like that you know like I want to qualify that my tits aren't skanky or manky I make it into something funny mm. and I'm not trying to make that person feel awful but just try to show them that their comment is just ridiculous because um there's so many of us that need to keep kids alive so let's let's just all get on 
if um, it's a really valid point, which a lot of them have been, I've made some serious errors along the way. Like I am uploading things in a newborn fug or with May, like pulling at my hair and just like get something up, keep feed the beast. <laughs> and I've made some catastrophic errors. And um, the key for me is to keep those errors up and to answer questions and to learn and then hope that in the errors I'm making in the people that are rightfully coming on and saying oi that is not right what are you saying um and then you can come back and argue it or explain it or say sorry I think that's the biggest thing mm. you know the human ability to say sorry when you're wrong is a wonderful one it makes and such a difference I think people just yeah. go oh so I'm um Last week, I was really impressed with the way you handled... There was a thread on Mumsnet, for anyone who's listening who isn't aware of this, there was a thread on Mumsnet talking about Instamums, um, and you were mentioned. Yeah. And there was a fair amount of criticism um, hurled towards not just you, but a bunch of other um, you know, mums on Instagram talking a lot about uh, you know, doing ad deals and disclosing ad deals and various other bits and pieces, and a lot of... Uh, you know, fair comment, I think, in, a, yeah. in, a, in amongst nastiness. And I was so impressed that you came on to that thread and were like, hi, everyone, it's Anna here. And a lot of them, you basically kind of turned them around from kind of slagging you off to being like, oh, you're all right, Anna. Yeah, you're okay. <laughs> I was <laughs> like, that's amazing that you've done that and that you also, that you were able to do that rather than just either... What I would do, which is just cry and just, you know, hide away from the internet or come on and be a little bit kind of shouty and fighty and defensive about it. You were like, actually, yeah, you guys have got a good point about this and that. And this is what I think. And I think that's it. It's, it's what, coming back to what you said at the beginning, like, why do you think it's grown and what you're doing is because it's it's listening as well as talking and I think there were some brilliant points on there. And it's, it was, a lot of people said, this is a great market research um, opportunity. Mm. And they were completely right. Because, um, like I said, we get it wrong all the time. Because we're not, you know, we're not media moguls. <laughs> I'm no Murdoch. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> Thankfully. Um, and it, there were some really valid points that had been pushed out of Instagram. Because... I think the exactly what you said, it's a nerve-wracking place when you put your entire life out there and someone doesn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's sorting the wheat from the chaff. It's sorting the skanky manky titty from the, well, how do I know if you've just been given this product and you're just telling a vulnerable mother at 3am, oh, buy this amazing breast pump, blah, 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 whatever it is for 500 quid or whatever it is, mm-hmm. because it's changed my world. Or is the brand just giving you loads of money? Of course, like that's valid so I think it's really sorting the skanky manky titty from the yeah. hashtag ad ch- chaff and working out where the valid points are and learning from it you know we're all learning together but my point was we can't learn separately we can't have these arguments separately it can't just be a broadcast of rage versus you know a, a heavily edited picture of perfection you know there's going to be a clash um and they brought up quite rightly uh, a couple of things that I'd said on my Instagram. They thought, I don't relate to this. I don't understand this. And I said, no, you're right. I don't either, looking back. And I think um, then you can come on saying, but the reason I'm doing this is because things don't work on a bigger level. I can't make this work. I felt alone going through miscarriage. I felt this and I feel I can work with my kids now, (laughs) not selling them, just to be clear, (laughs) not selling them on the internet. 
I can work with my kids and I feel less alone in the experiences that I've had. And um, so it's really, yeah, I think listening to people instead of just talking. Yeah, I think that's really valid. Um, so Anna, some, some quick fire questions for mm-hmm. you. Um, we know all know about the Insta mums, but who's your favourite Insta dad? And you're not allowed to say that. <laughs> um, I have to say, having this isn't some massive brown nosing exercise, but it has to be. Uh, it has to be Simon, father of daughters, because um, he genuinely makes me laugh in every single scenario he puts up. Um, and um, you know, there were a few things on the old <laughs> on the mum's there thread that were a bit, <laughs> bit mean about him, but you can't deny he is a dad of four girls. Seeing the light in those moments of complete catastrophe, mm. and I think he has um, done a great thing for parents. Um, yeah. And he's a really nice guy. Yeah. He's a genuinely nice guy who um, has helped me navigate this world of having your children involved in what you do. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be him. And also the fact that it's that parent voice, you know, Clemmy and Simon. Yeah. Um, Oh, there. I also really love a guy called Nomadi Daddy. Oh, yeah. He's one of my favourites. He's, um, he's, not, he's not as big as Simon, but he um, is just so honest, raw, outdoorsy, just straps the kid on and hikes up a mountain. <laughs> he makes me see um, outdoor adventure as something that you can do with a kid. And I think it's, you know, that's what social media is brilliant about. It makes you challenge what you think you can do yeah. and then give it a go and then realise, actually, to be honest, I can't be asked. I prefer to sit on the sofa, but at least you've given it a go. Yeah, great. Um, okay, stay with me on this one. You and Jamie Pucker Oliver have a contest to see who can eat the most pucker pies in one sitting <laughs> who wins you or Jamie Oliver well you know Jamie Oliver won't uh, allow the word pucker to be used around his brand anymore oh really yeah not because of me I'm yeah. small fry <laughs> you've killed the Jamie Oliver brand Jamie's like I no yeah he um, it's off their brand guidelines he doesn't want the word uttered so to be honest why I don't know I think it's just his movies grown up right um, I guess that was there. his kind of like early 20-something yeah. pre-married on his uh, on his scooter when he was a bit Asda yeah. now he's a bit more Fortnum and Mason oh, okay. he's not he's not having it I see. so I've been swept up so I'll eat all the pucker pies he, he, he will not partake he will not partake I'll eat all the pucker pies I'll draw my ideas on a pucker pad and I will drink pucker tea amazing <laughs> I will steal all the puckers <laughs> Someone actually said on the mum's net thread, they're like, this this pucker thing is so annoying. When are we going to see poo pucker? I'm I like, saw that. I'm like, team, team, I can't deny I'm a bit constipated at the moment. But, um, you know, hopefully I'll let you know when, when poo pucker lands. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, what has been your most embarrassing parenting moment? Uh, oh, it, it was probably, I didn't see it as embarrassing at the time, but it was, I'm um, looking back on it, not great. Um was at the Tate a couple of weeks ago when um, Eve, like, just shat all over the place. Like, it was everywhere. And um, I had to quickly change her because she was screaming and there was a massive queue in the baby-changing facilities. So I did it. I quickly just did it on the floor at the Tate, thinking I could just get away with that. And people, like, the security guards were coming up, Madam, please use a baby-changing facilities. And I was like, it's too late for that. It's a code red. (laughs) And then I realised I didn't have any change of clothes for her, so I had to take my socks off 
in the middle of um, the Tate and they were glittery socks. I'd take them off and put my shoes back on again and just put the socks on Eve. And she looked like um, a stockinged lady of the night. <laughs> and I could just see these arty types looking at me going, this is why the people, people, the, this is why the, per, the parental people should not be here. <laughs> it's like, I'm so sorry, Eve. Oh, they always pick their moments, don't they? To have they those do. huge up the back poo explosions uh, all over the place. But we got through it, and she was wearing glittery socks, and she looked, she rocked it. She was fine. Amazing. Well done, Eve. Well done. Well done. Um, now something I haven't actually briefed you on at all. I always ask uh, my guests what's really in your bag. So if you don't mind uh, grabbing grabbing your bag and having a quick <laughs> rummage. Yes. Uh, yeah, let me let me go and get it one second. So, so do is, you want... is this a Tiba and Marl? Yes, it's the Tiba and Marl. Oh, we've got um, <laughs> laxatives. Nice. <laughs> First one for the for the, the poo pucker. For poo pucker, let's hope we can ease poo pucker out. Um, what else have we got in here? Uh, hand cream, like. Like, I really care about myself. Oh, yeah, it's something I haven't picked up from the post office. Have you been carrying that around for about a week? Oh, May's school's admissions forms that um, I didn't get in on time. <laughs> we'll, put that, we'll put that aside. That's um, something I prefer not to talk about. Um, we have... I'm really rummaging now. Oh, bubbles. Bubbles for bubbles May. Bubbles for May. You have taken, you've taken out a changing mat as well. I'm just oh, going to... Changing mat, yeah, got that. Um, we've got... Oh, a bright brow definer. <laughs> brow definer. Essential for every mum. Essential for every mum on the run. We've got... Oh, pseudocreme. That's essential with a oh, yes. skanky, moist nappy that's got a raisin and stuck to it <laughs> it's you know the nappies that sort of just sit at the bottom just yeah. to gathering dust gathering dust we've got a receipt what did i buy oh this is monkey you know monkey the tent dresses yes this is a receipt for three tent dresses ah. <laughs> that hide the um postpartum sack of spuds and one one rogue shoe for Eve one little shoe oh, and so cute. one rogue used breast pad lovely nice thank you thank there you, you so much for going through your bag <laughs> you're welcome love it listen Anna thank you so much for being my guest today it's been so lovely to chat to oh, you oh it's been amazing thank and, you and thank you for the cup of tea that you made me as well you're welcome I love the fact it says for fuck's sake on it oh yeah I didn't <laughs> notice that mine says life is tough but so are you too <sighs> true emotion love it I would love it if you would rate and review the podcast over on iTunes and do subscribe because I have got some brilliant guests coming up in the next few weeks and you definitely don't want to miss out. Thank you for listening and I'll catch up with you soon. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.